0: Yo, what's up, everybody? What's poppin'? Uh, welcome to Pop from the Block, the dopest podcast on the internet. I am your host, Evan McDonald, and joined with me is
1: Jose Garcia. We doing last names?
0: Yeah, why not? Why not? We're not famous yet. Um, so we're we're rebooting. That let's let's call it. This is the Pop from the Block reboot. We got JJ Abrams in the in the booth over here producing this, and uh, hopefully not making it trash. Uh, with his lens flares although I, he hasn't really been doing a lot of lens flares in in some of his most recent work
1: nah he just he,
0: he learned how to be bad in other ways right, let's stop showing him jj i i li- I, I like
1: JJ. I like the ideas that he shared with us i have my issues with the guy but you know what generally he's well-intentioned so i i you will know, cut him some slack you know we'll cut him some slack here on Pop from the block yeah also am i am i peaking whatever it's fine
0: um anyway uh, how you doing? We 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 we're here in the post-apocalypse.
1: Uh, we you know we figured that. Is it post yet, or are we still in the middle of the apocalypse?
0: I don't know. I, I feel like we're pretty. Uh that's that's well i don't know
1: i don't know i feel like if there's anything left to it i i, I can't deal with it anymore just just make it post make it be done let us live and live live in the wasteland of whatever's left of this country
0: yeah i mean I th- i think we're in the midst of the event you know
1: the big event that we'll be talking about in our caves and our vaults one of those things where you just like you you, used it'll be how i met your mother but how the world ended yeah basically nine seasons of just going through everything
0: how was your 2020 we're gonna have a lot of people with like with issues coming out of this you know like like germaphobes i've got a lot of germaphobes coming out of this um so let's let's get let's let's ramp that up
1: oh man and now everybody's acting like it's just over but whatever we're here to talk about pop culture and uh, good representation of uh minorities and people of color in pop culture
0: yeah i feel like we gotta like tell the people what the show is basically we're here to as jose said we're here to talk about pop culture with a racial lens uh because why not why, why the fuck
1: not because we're tired of seeing white people all the time yeah exactly
0: anyway uh we, we want news. our stories to be told which which I mean that's that's what we're gonna be talking about today. Do you have any news? Do you have any news for the people? Anything you wanna to bring to the forefront of the conversation right now?
1: Well, I have something I'm always willing to bring to the forefront of the conversation. I'm that guy at the party who just pops into conversations like do you guys know about Dune yet? I can I can verify that. So because beca- because we're here and we're back to talk about cool shit in pop culture by interesting creatives and cool perspectives and casts with incredibly talented actors. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation about Dune and when we'll finally get a trailer because, you know, it's it's already less than six months away, Warner uh-huh. Brothers. Where is it? Well, maybe. Um, who knows if that's the only Who chain. knows? Yeah, I mean, look, let's hopefully by December at least one theater chain hasn't gone bankrupt because there's already talk of AMC maybe not being able to open after all this stuff is hmm. over. Mm-hmm. But the important thing to note is that Johnny Sob-Z- Sobzak, um, I think that's how you... Sobzak? It's that CZ thing in last names, whatever. Sas- um, tweeted out saying that the first official trailer will be released during the Comic-Con at Home experience that they're doing. Jeez, it's like every bit of this is a different news article we could, we could talk about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the fact that Comic-Con is doing like comic-con at home with vr whatever like or dc is doing vr i don't that's so many weird listen this is a different world th-
0: this isn't what we this when we first started this podcast we wouldn't have guessed that we'd be recording one remotely uh two in in, in like like at, at basically at the, we hmm, how can i put this the world is over so the world is oh we should just give up on 2020. At the end of the day, I say just let's just skip it. I feel like January 1st next year should just be the new 2020 because this isn't this isn't the real world the matrix is glitching somebody somebody used too much game shark and the matrix is completely glitching and we're completely fucked yeah uh, what uh,
1: what part what what episode of the podcast do you think is when norman reedus shows up with a baby strapped to him because he's delivering something mid-podcast oh that's a great game uh, oh, great game death training. and we're
0: yeah that's it no that's We're true. basically that's, living it that's what it is we're 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 in our little bunkers and we're del- we're just delivering stuff uh i i haven't beat that game i just got it actually i just got it because i was like hey listen i i don't want to escape my reality i want to go to an even better reality uh than the one i'm in so i'm gonna get death stranding and uh i just have fun delivering pizzas you know that's something you can do in that game
1: It's surprisingly cathartic, isn't it? It's kind of like a really therapeutic gaming experience.
0: Yeah, it's kind of refreshing uh, watching
1: a man being able to walk outside and not have to wear a mask. It's also refreshing that in that world, people believe the invisible threat exists. Yeah, that's that's true too. There's nobody fighting. um, Nobody's protesting quarantines and saying like, where are the BTs? We demand proof or whatever. Also, you can make poop bombs, which
0: I think is absolutely phenomenal. That game. Actually,
1: oh, yeah, and I just discovered if there is a BT next to you, you can and you can and you have to pee, you can literally pee on them to get them to get away from you.
0: Hmm. I so, didn't know that.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> Death Stranding Facts with Jose and Evan. Exactly. But, like every, everyone, it's
0: there's so much to do in that game. I love that game. I absolutely love that game. I love building like highways and stuff and just helping oh, people out and just throwing piss bombs at
1: ghosts. That, that I spent entire afternoons just driving back and forth with the with the the materials to build those highways, so I could then deliver things better by taking them in my fucking truck and just driving through this desolate wasteland of floating rocks and giant craters. It's, it's so weird. Yeah, it's a,
0: it's a refreshing game. But uh, going back to Dune, let's go back let's go back to Dune because the pictures are out. We saw the images. They they dropped the images. Uh, what like a month ago? So we've seen pictures. Yeah. Everybody looks amazing.
1: You agree, right?
0: yeah and i mean i i i am aware of the book i've watched the original film and this seems to be the best version of all of that i I listened to the audiobook let me say as well how'd you enjoy it um james earl jones is in it and he absolutely kills it fuck yeah
1: yeah james earl jones So, anyways, let's let's we do. There's pictures. We finally got into get some idea of what Denis Villeneuve is gonna make with this fucking massive movie Mm -hmm. that is only part one of two. And apparently, theaters will be sort of reopening within the summer, and there's going to be an Inception 10 year anniversary release. I saw that, which is going to have, according to him, an exclusive sneak peek of select films on Warner Brothers' upcoming slate. Um, which will be probably, since it'll be exclusive to theaters, it might be kind of like either a, little, a short clip or behind the scenes or both of that. The same way they've done the Tenet release where the, if you watch it on IMAX, they have an entire sequence of the movie play out before the movie starts. Then the first official trailer will drop um, online via Comic-Con. And then July thirty first, the trailer will be previewed in theaters with Tenant.
0: They should just release everything on Fortnite. I feel like that's they're already doing that. I mean, you got you got Travis Scott concerts, you got you got the Tenant, the first or, uh, like an exclusive trailer on Fortnite. I'm just like, yo, why don't you just reopen theaters in Fortnite and have us pay V Bucks to get in?
1: You know? Yeah, they already have the actual like the theaters like they're built. You just like sell a 100 tickets sell, sell you know like yeah like you said pay them with v bucks you all group up there and you watch a movie together and then just shoot shoot each other see the thing is like
0: y- you know you say that these theaters are gonna open they're not you know i we everything is quote-unquote opening right now and with the,
1: if they're smart they won't
0: if they're smart they won't but what's gonna end up happening is that we're gonna get a second wave uh i think within the next month i'd be shocked if we don't get a second wave in, in uh in july you know just because like uh you know everything is opening again apparently was supposed to be having uh, uh bars and restaurants opening again soon and then obviously with the protests, which mind you are the most sanitary group collections that i've ever been to since this started like everybody has yeah everybody has masks gloves people are handing out
1: sanitizer yeah it, it's incredible like people genuinely are just like looking out for each other and it's kind of beautiful
0: yeah meanwhile you have these karens i swear to god i was in boston right i'm, uh, I'm, I'm in boston right now and i saw a karen two old karen about you know 70 uh walking outside of a tj max and one karen is like why are you wearing a mask uh what that's that's our that's our reality our reality is, is, is that
1: bt deniers literally just like the invisible thing isn't gonna kill you just yeah. walk around like everything's fine capitalism must prevail but with with that being
0: said i don't know if these theaters are gonna open you know that they, they oh, you have all these postponements of 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 films i honestly think that just just drop it on just stream it man we'll do like stream nights they stream john wick um the other day, a couple weeks ago, live that was pretty cool. Obviously, they dropped trolls, they dropped Artemis Fowl on um on, on on services, which is
1: super dope. Apparently, the movie was not super dope of what uh, either of those, yeah. Artemis Fowl, <laughs> yeah, nobody, of course, not like apparently. Did you see the, the the? uh, I think Kenneth Branagh said that they changed the kid being a villain because they thought audiences wouldn't accept a 12-year-old villain? Like, have you met children? Have you seen
0: Harry Potter? Where not only is Draco Malfoy the villain, but also J.K. Rowling is a villain to LGBTQ plus people and probably black people as well. Let's just be honest. Uh, uh, J.K. Rowling is an enemy to humanity.
1: She's an enemy to anybody who challenges her worldview of weird binaries and biological... Sex or whatever the fuck she's on about.
0: Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if she ran for president
1: oh. in four years on a "Make America Great Again," "Make Make Hogwarts Great Again" uh, <clears throat> ticket. She's gonna appeal to all the. Uh, I was gonna make fun of some of the houses, but I just like, what's the point? It, it, it's.
0: I feel like, this... I I I feel like you know, J.K. Rowling and 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 Lana Del Rey, I feel like you know just just become the villain you know just give up y'all y'all suck just become just just embrace the villain just go completely evil at this point it's like stop trying cuz it when you do try you just come off as being insensitive
1: yeah and look if like if you if these books mean and these movies mean that much to you like of course Admitting that she sucks doesn't take away from what those books and movies did for you, and gave for you, and-and-and-and gifted you and, like, and-and-and, I guess, like, helped you go through, it does not minimize that. You can totally shit on J.K. Rowling for sucking about just being a kind per- a person and ally to people, you know, like, you can still-they can still mean that to you, just- Stop defending her, cause there's just no defending her dumb bullshit. Have you read Daniel Radcliffe's response to all that? Yes, to everything about. Yeah, it was. He it was it
0: so probably well. one of the best ways to handle something like that. Where he basically said that. I mean, for one, he said you know he acknowledged the issues with the statement kind of, but he also acknowledged just the issues that a trans person just experiences in life. Uh, and what was really interesting is at the end of that statement, he was like, listen. uh don't let what she said harm your feelings towards the feelings that you got when you initially read these books or watched these movies, right? Like, if if, this, if these movies taught you that love or friendship or family is powerful beyond anything else, hold on to that feeling, right? Yeah. He was also like, these characters are yours. Like, it's your imagination. It's your reality. If you want to read the books and you see Voldemort as like a as an Asian guy and Harry is as, as like a black dude and like Hermione is like a Latino like do it it's fine
1: it's completely fine it's, it's your world it's your it's your mind to, to explore exactly because these stories as much as they exist within those pages when you read them a lot of that exists in your brain as you think of the what comes after of all that you know that's how star wars became such a long lasting franchise because it just had all these things for people to just have all these what if stories and like, there, like there's so many st- star wars stories and so many of those star wars stories exist in the heads of people who are huge devoted fans who just spend all this time thinking about the world and these characters and what they mean. Like, and I think you touched a little bit on something important that I wanted to bring up, which is just what uh, Daniel Radcliffe mentions about don't let the like these statements of, uh, and don't let what she says take away from the value you got from that. Admitting that she sucks now doesn't mean admitting that nothing she ever said or wrote had any value that you could or couldn't learn from It's just you know people are nuanced and they're complicated and she's shown an ugly side of hers that can't be tolerated anymore you know
0: yeah i mean she's definitely part of that old world uh, writer mentality like he even even how dumbledore was gay huh? like i mean it, 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 was, it was a joke how she just jumped onto the opportunities placed in front of her to seem hip right like we all know that she never intended dumbledore to be gay it's great that he is but again that's that's something that we created it's not something that she created we ha- we as the fans we as the progressive fans had the idea that hey Dumbledore is probably gay and now it's canon right so you know definitely or it's like
1: yeah. canon in the way anything is when a writer goes back and like, oh, there's no statement uh, against it, but there's no statement for it. So I'm just going to say yeah. it and get ally points retroactively. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And, and you know, what's, yeah, at the end of the day, like, it's, it's your world. You know, it, once it's out of the artist's hands and given to a mass fandom, there is some degree of independence in these stories, right? Like George Lucas he created the star wars universe but like we have hundreds like you said we have hundreds and thousands of 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 stories created by fans of the the original trilogy at least most Um, of them
1: acted out in their freaking like basement with star wars legos and there were probably some really cool star wars stories that nobody will ever get to experience other than the people who had fun playing in that sandbox you know
0: right and but then you have the star wars stories that we have uh, uh, consumed by people who aren't George Lucas, and they, they're close to our hearts. I mean, I mean, the Knights of the Old Republic series, like that's kind of just a bunch of nerds and 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 people coming together, just talk, basically running fan fiction, right? And that's that's the world that they created that they got from the original trilogy. So you know, at the end of the day, don't let what she says hurt your view of the series. Well, no, don't let what she says hurt you. Like like we've been saying, don't let this the, her 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 rhetoric hurt the memories of the feelings that you gain from that book, right? Maybe don't read it to your kids, but, you know, definitely, sh- you know, te- teach those
1: emotions. Teach those lessons. Yeah, there's those values can still hold meaning and you can still pass them on. Yeah,
0: also, Harry Potter fans are weird. They're, like, the weirdest fandom, I think. It's, like, Harry Potter fans and Rick and Morty fans. And, like, kind of Doctor Who fans, but I'm a Doctor Who fan. I don't know. It's, it's, there's just, like, this weird... They're all just like intense.
1: I, think, I oh. think that's just fandom in general.
0: Yeah, but you know what it is? Because it, I feel like they're they're niching up, right? Harry Potter is like a little bigger. Doctor Who's is pretty large, but like it's, it's I don't know. It's just a weird niche, I feel. Like Harry Potter isn't as big, I
1: feel, as people think it is. Maybe that's just my view of it. It's definitely huge, but a lot of what made it such a huge phenomenon was a lot of casual fans. I feel like compare, you know, like, I guess if we're talking like the amount of books sold, box office uh, earned and all that stuff it's entirely possible that it's like I don't know maybe 40% of the people who like made it that big are the only ones that are still like this super loud because you know I was there I lined up for every movie I bought some of the books at the end but like then I moved on to other stuff. You know, it didn't become this thing that defined me or my life.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like Harry Potter fans could probably beat every other fandom in a physical fight. Uh,
1: oh,
0: like, because they're aggressive. Are you kidding me? They're, they're so aggressive. Listen, I'm like, Star Wars fans will still pay to watch the quote-unquote bad Star Wars movies. And they'll complain about it. And then they'll pay, pay for Disney Plus to watch it again and complain about it more. That's that's Star Wars fans, right? Rick and Morty fans, they're, all, they're mostly like incels and...
1: And professors, white college professors, and, and then, then like, DC fans who are paying to say release the Snyder Cut and whatever. Although my, my parents have HBO, um,
0: so I have HBO Max, and I'm actually really excited for the Snyder Cut. Oh, like that's
1: I'm Look, so happy for that. I am looking. I, I it might it, it could be cool. It could be exciting. I it could be anything. I just if we're if we're comparing the degrees to which these fandoms go to extreme it's just crazy to me that they were like paying for billboards and and giant and and like airplanes to fly by over conventions with stuff yeah
0: well i didn't know they were doing that i know the billboards i don't know about the conventions but that makes sense i mean oh yeah yeah. they have
1: one of those airplanes fly by with the banner right behind it that said hashtag release the snyder cut
0: i'm just i'm into the snyder cut not because i'm a you know, a DCEU fan, but I am, I want to watch it just because I'm a film fan, and I would just want to see, like, what this style, like, how the style is different. Obviously, there's, like, a lot of cool stuff in it, you know, you got the Green Lanterns, and uh, some other crazy stuff, Uh, and apparently, it's, it it costs
1: a lot of money to release that cut, because they have to, create it it's not it's like yeah because let's remember there was never a snyder cut to release they just yeah Were like oh they want a snyder cut here's more money to finish and make one right right like i mean there's, there's cgi that has to be created music that has to be. Yeah, right. there's like a lot that still has yeah, to be done, yeah. but it, you know, like there was the footage he shot, but all of that right. footage does not make a cut. It just means here's all the footage.
0: We have the dailies. We just have we have a warehouse with the dailies. So they have to put it all together and make the Snyder Cut. And that, that costs manpower. That costs, to, to you know, to edit it, to create CGI, maybe to make new music. Uh, Do some
1: ADR, redub some lines. Exactly. exactly. Score new so, music. Maybe make it into a six-episode miniseries or a four-hour movie. Who knows what it's going to be?
0: I mean, at this point, it'll probably be a four-hour movie. I mean, if if, if Scorsese can do it and people watch it, don't don't do it, don't do it. Do four hours. Do it.
1: Look, I'm down for that. It'll be interesting to see what, like, mostly because I know this is not, like, the now mainstay DC thing, and I'm excited about what they're doing and where they're taking these characters, but it's mm-hmm. cool to know that we still get to see what his intended vision was, or like what, maybe not his intended vision, but what he would have done with it. Because mm-hmm. of course now he has a lot of hindsight mm-hmm. to work on.
0: Okay, so I, I'm, I guess I'm gonna branch into my new story. Um, it's a little it's a little uh, more, it's, it's, it's heavy, heavy-ish. Uh, but uh, COPS was canceled. The long-lasting show, Cops, was canceled. And Live BD was also canceled. But uh, Cops was canceled in light of the protests uh, that have been going on for the last couple of weeks. I don't know who... who... Okay, first off, I hope you guys know that that's not what we meant when we said defund the police. Like, when we were, like, cancel the cops, that's not at all what we were talking about. I mean, I don't know who watches Cops, still. I don't know who this was for. I feel like this is just hurting white
1: dads who watch World War II documentaries. I don't disagree with you, and I def- this definitely is not what we meant by defund the cops or cancel the cops. But it is still a very good thing in combating what it does for public perception of what the police are and actually do.
0: Well, no, absolutely. I mean, the re- the the premise behind cops, or I guess what it became was when a police department messed up they would call the crew of cops to come to that city to quote-unquote humanize the police um in that in that city so like it definitely was a propaganda tactic and it, it is good to see that it's been erased but my thing is like the damage is already done like again it's it's fine that it's gone but you still have to acknowledge that you have created a persona for the police that 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 has hurt this movement you know uh, it, it, it further portrayed the police as this kind of like loving, helpful, force, heroic that like got a little tough when they needed to be, but they were typically like level-headed, right? And that's so far from the from the truth. I mean, obviously you could talk about you know uh, all these cop shows. You got uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You have uh, 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 like um, Law and Order, and all you have all these cop shows. But the thing is, I. I feel like it's easier to differentiate between the real police and fictional police than it is between uh, I guess these 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 PR created nightmares filmed in a docu series than it is to separate them from the real police.
1: that makes sense it, it does but uh, but but yeah, it, it's it it I do think that having a cops like a show like cops on the air continuing to have it does. Keep sort of perpetuating that idea to people that cops are sort of like their the their whole nature and their purpose is to capture like the bad guys and do all this stuff that's all all this bad stuff that's always happening at, at, like but the reality of it is a lot of the like high cr- like the 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 neighborhoods with like a high crime rate is because that's where some of the few shit happens and then it gets heavily policed and because there's heavy policing then there's a lot of arrest because they're looking for reasons to arrest people. Right. And then you have a show like Cops where all they show is them being badasses and doing all this cool stuff and you'll never be able to convince anyone that cops are bad if we continue having this sort of propaganda for the cops that paints them as the heroes of modern society or whatever the fuck. Right,
0: right. I mean it's it's straight up propaganda. Like that's that's the word, is that it is propaganda and it, it does hurt the cause. The cause is uh the, the cause is literally trying to trying to create a world where black people don't get massacred in the streets every day. For no reason. Um and and so yeah, I mean it, it, it Weird is good. that
1: that's controversial.
0: No, exactly. It's it and, and I what's been happening a lot is that people have been making it into politics they've been like oh don't be political don't be political with it it's not political it's, it's moral it's a moral based issue uh my life isn't a isn't a political standpoint it's 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 a life my life is a life um and so yeah cops being canceled is great uh the crew i'm sure is fine they work with paramount you know they, they'll, they'll get gigs i mean nobody's really working right now anyway so in the,
1: in the industry um although that's changing they're opening up some stuff you see, uh, I think Universal's gonna spend, like, five million dollars to have, like, 150 different hand washing slash hand sanitizing st- stations and all this stuff, all so they can finish the new Jurassic World, which is like, gee, if only there was some kind of fable about opening up a park too soon when there's, a, a hazardous conditions, if we could put it that way. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, man, Jesus. It's dumb to be making movies right now. It's not smart.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's, it's dumb to be, just reopen anything. Just stay inside. Just stay inside. Play some video games. Steam is, you know, they have their little spring festival going on. Download some demos. Watch some Netflix. You got some new stuff coming out, uh, like the Five Bloods by Spike Lee. <laughs> Is that that the transition
1: i guess that's a really great way to try i was i was literally just going to chime in there to say that you should absolutely be playing dead stranding because it's kind of the perfect game for right now but hell yeah we can talk about Dead stranding some other time let's get into some defy bloods yeah so uh netflix just released uh, released a spikely joint the five bloods
0: which is a two and a half hour i would say
1: masterpiece i i it's definitely close i would i i wouldn't i wouldn't i gave it a four and a half on letterbox because i'm apparently rating things on letterbox now but yeah it's it's damn near close to being a masterpiece
0: it's a mass i think it's a masterpiece i think it's extremely relevant which is
1: i mean i
0: i feel like whenever a, a show deals with black issues it's always relevant unfortunately because nothing's really changed um But, uh, yeah, let's, 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 let's get into a a little bit into it. So you said it's almost a masterpiece, four out of five, explain. Four and a
1: half. Four and a half, okay. I think it's, I think my, my, my review of it and my perception of it, I feel like will only go up as I rewatch, when, when I rewatch, because it really is a fucking phenomenal movie that so masterfully handles so many different themes and talks about so many different conflicts and, and 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 traumas and prejudices and all this it's a very complicated dialogue that i feel like i'm still dissecting 4 days 3 days later after watching mm-hmm. you know um and at the end me and uh me and my roommate usually end up talking a lot about the about movie the movie we just watched and we didn't talk as much about it this time because i think we were both sitting there with a, the immensity and the complexity of everything on screen. Mm. But goddamn, Spike Lee really just goes for it and tells this beautiful story about like five, like four people being affected by the same trauma in so many different ways mm. and the ways in which so many, like the, the idea, the way in which war never really ends for the people who were in the war and these things linger to become generational trauma that divides families and nations and all this fucking jesus christ Mm -hmm. it's yeah i mean good yeah
0: it's good i mean i i put it at a damn yeah i i i would call it a masterpiece i mean i
1: I don't blame you you for it. I, i yeah
0: i i think that what was very interesting and i think we should get into spoilers not now i think right now we should just do some preliminary combos but, we'll leave that for the
1: last maybe 10 minutes we could just kind of go heavy yeah, spoiler and yeah. talk on that stuff yeah because it is out so, on netflix and you can just watch it
0: right right well i guess we could spoil that spoil i don't want to say spoil but we'll talk a little bit about the themes in well, the film i think is, is you know, i think really, we can, really can talk themes can without
1: really going super into the plot line.
0: yeah yeah so i mean i i one of the things that i really enjoyed about the film and this is like my preliminary overall uh opinion is that it deals with themes that you don't typically see ever in black film um themes and ideas that are typically withheld because that's not what we want to see but but that's what people but that's what people think that's what hollywood thinks right they think that what we want to see is this we want to see this struggle but then hope right where in in reality, there are black people who struggle, and they, they 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 get little glimmers of hope, but they never really get what they need or or want, right? And I think that that was touched upon in this. I think that there were again a lot of conversation. Where but what I really find interesting is that we also see a lot of times in Hollywood films, black people are the good guys because we are the victims, but. When it comes to war, that's not really the case. Everybody is a victim in war, uh, for the most part, except the the people at the top. Uh, And so we really got to see just the fact that everybody struggles yeah you know nobody wins nobody wins in war at the end of the day and that's what we really saw again like we saw generational pain we saw uh uh literally conversations about black military men which you know i have several friends who have fathers who were in the military and i saw the parallels between um uh between them and and the young man uh whom i'm getting the actor's name but the young man who plays the son of of uh Paul Otis, Paul, Paul, yeah. Sorry, yeah. It's Paul Soder. Um, Look that
1: up while right. you. His name's David, but the actor's name is Jonathan Majors.
0: Yeah, he's a great actor. He was in the uh, last Black Man in San Francisco, which is a great film. Check that out. Fuck, I still want to watch that. Uh, so
1: I want to watch that so bad. I haven't gotten a- around to it. Absolutely amazing.
0: He's a great actor. But anyway, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely thought that we saw things that we never typically saw in in in, 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 in Hollywood black film. Um, also, it was just it was just artistically
1: amazing yeah it's really a gorgeous movie you didn't go where I thought you were gonna go with the things about the things they that they don't bring up in black stories and black movies uh, but I, I do think you maybe it, it's very possible you were just like you're just keeping that for later but I am excited to hear your thoughts on it I, I, I think it relates to Paul and his whole deal man yeah because that's something you've talked to me about a lot And I never really, like, doubted you, but it's kind of like, oh, like, not only is it, it's it's kind of surreal to not just hear it, but see it portrayed in a movie.
0: Let's let's get, let's dive into it. What what do you mean? What are you talking
1: about? Uh, uh, first, should we set up the premise for the movie? Oh, (laughs) yeah. All right. Uh, do you want to do that? (laughs) Uh, sure. So basically the idea is these five black soldiers in the Vietnam War, led by Chadwick Boseman's Storm and Norman, uh, are in the, in the Vietnam War and they find this gold that the U.S. is going to pay the Viet Cong as, uh, as a way to thank them for all their support during the Vietnam War. Um, and uh, Norman, our boy Chadwick Boseman, uh, our very own Black Panther, gives this great speech about how this is the money for the reparations that America con- kept promising them and never gave them. And that why should the Viet Cong... It's, it's beautiful, But the point is, they decide, we're keeping it for us, for the Bloods, we're hiding it here, we're burying it, and then, decades later, when the war is over, we're going to come find it. Unfortunately, Norman dies in the war, and so it's just the four of them, but they come back to Vietnam to discover all the different ways in which the war has left scars, not just in the country, but in themselves, in their own relationships, and boy, is it a fucking journey.
0: It is an absolute... Absolute journey. It's 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 a two parter. It feels like a two parter. It feels like a yeah. Yeah, like you you really
1: think yeah shit. It does.
0: I mean I mean in all honesty, there should be it 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 wouldn't surprise me if there was an intermission halfway through the film. Like it just feels like that that beautiful of a,
1: of a of a piece of artwork. But
0: yeah, let's let's so okay. Let's so you you said that you were surprised I didn't go in a certain direction. What direction was that?
1: I guess not surprised he didn't go in a certain direction. I just—it's it really sounded like you were gonna just straight up go into talking about Paul and his and his whole like Trump worship. Or, okay. Or I don't know if like, would it, it? Can we call it Trump worship or was it more of just like, uh, I get that he sucks, but fuck you, I'm the little guy and he's helping me out.
0: Let's talk. I would call it Trump worship. And let's let's get into that because that was interesting. I Paul, I would say. As a person who loves, as a writer, I think Paul is probably my favorite character. Oh, he's as a writer. Just as a viewer, not I, I not as much. But as a writer, I think Paul is definitely an absolutely phenomenal, very unique character study.
1: Right? Oh, he's For
0: one one yeah. of the
1: best characters in the movie. Like at least in terms of, like you said, a writing standpoint and a what this character serves to explore. Right,
0: right. So, I mean, for one, he's a Trump supporter. There was a joke early in the film. Uh, it's not a spoiler, but there's a joke early, earlier in the film, where uh, they mentioned that he was the black guy at the front of one of those Trump rallies. Oh, I forgot Remember about that? that.
1: Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they like
0: cut, cut to it, and it's him with his with his face blacked out. Super oh, funny. Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, well, they do very that, good I mean, usage of real world clips in this, by the way. It's oh, that's impressive. that's
0: Spike's directorial. Like he's a, he's he. That's that's him because he's um he's done documentaries that's his documentary bone showing we see it in in a lot of his films but what was very interesting was that we don't see that ever like we don't see minorities supporting trump in media
1: and we don't see minorities being racist either
0: which 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 spike has always messed around with that idea and um and do the right thing they explore i guess the double-sided prejudice of 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 new york city right like obviously the main focus was the systematic racism directed towards black people within brooklyn however black people could be a little we, we could be a little anti too you know we could say we could, we could say some some messed up stuff too that spike has always kind of messed around with that concept and this is like <laughs> kind of full-blown he's a trump supporter you know he's going around calling asian people g-words um
1: yeah like he just straight up calls one of them not to him, but right next to him with an earshot because he's just upset at how the whole interaction has gone.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's... it's it...
1: <sighs> Which is a scene I want to talk about a lot, actually. I think that's one of the best scenes of the movie. When they're on the boat trying, you know, going through the city and they start sort of buying stuff from the vendors and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And eventually one of them is trying really hard to sell a chicken to Paul and he just he won't take no for an answer and it turns into this like verbal screaming match of them accusing each other of atrocities they've committed to each other during the war and mm-hmm. he gets very defensive like fuck you man you don't know what I've been through or you don't know what I've done or what I've lived and the other guy's like you killed my father and like mm-hmm. uh, they, they each have reasons to hate the other and it just I can't tell if it's how it how they how the dialogue is written or how it's performed but I couldn't help thinking of how much like, I'm like, I couldn't tell if the guy was screaming at his, if the Vietnamese citizen was screaming at Paul because he genuinely recognized him for like killing, or like, because he knows his troop, ki- like his his battalion killed his father, or if he's just being genuinely racist, um, or, or or like both. And then Paul has his own reasons to yell at him and say that he doesn't know anything because like nobody knows anything about each other, but they have such like they they're so they've so convinced themselves that they know exactly what the other one is like
0: yeah i i will i well, the thing is he was a gi that's that's why the the man was yelling at him just because he was an american gi and the american gi's were the people who came through and just killed a bunch of uh, uh asian people vietnamese people but here he, he, here's what's interesting right i think one of the most important parts or not one of those important parts, but an important piece of the film was the opening. They opened up with Muhammad Ali talking about the Vietnamese war. Basically, it was him being like, I'm not going to Vietnam to kill Viet Cong. Like, they yeah. they, they haven't done anything to me. They, like, I, they haven't called me a nigger. Like, that part was extremely important because it just shows how awful... Like what what war has done, right? They yeah. sent black people over to kill Vietnamese people That did nothing to them. And now they're the enemy. The black people who are who who are victims in the American system are now enemies of another system entirely because of the oppressive uh, uh, imperialistic forces of America, right? So it's like, and they, then the they, fucked
1: up thing they, is that all of that is done in the name of restitution promised to them that they never get, which is so fucked
0: right right and then we, we see elements of that throughout the entire film about how you know we were promised time and time and time and time and time again black people were promised time again that if they fought in in, in these foreign American wars you come back to freedom I I mean uh, it's just, they um, just keep moving the
1: goalpost forward
0: right 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 it, it's 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 the uh, carrot and the stick right it's always the carrot and the stick um, so you know I, that was a very powerful scene it it was sad it was like i it was a tough scene to watch i think because it just boiled everything into like a a, a little bober ball right it's just like all this it makes no sense it shouldn't make sense uh, a vietnamese man shouldn't be yelling at a black man for these crimes but the black man is guilty of these crimes why is a black man guilty of these crimes because they were fooled into fighting this war everybody was everyone was a fool at the end
1: of the day you know yeah it does such a great job of takes take, taking this massive abstract conflict and just shrinking it down to the micro between and, and showing how that larger thing affects these two people and how that branches out and just infects everything you know mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. what a what a fucking movie and what a scene
0: uh let's talk about mental illness real quick though because that film touched upon it not as much it, w- it wasn't about it you know obviously it was just a very surface line conversation about ptsd within soldiers but i find that very interesting because that's something that we just never talk about when it comes to black soldiers right uh ptsd isn't really a conversation mental illness isn't a conversation among black people at all right like But what I find interesting is that we see, especially within Paul, we see his PTSD uh, uh, rising up and up and up until it obviously explodes uh, at at, at, at a certain point, obviously. Yeah, it's an absolute crescendo as it it pertains to Paul and his state of mental well-being. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, And that's something that I always love to watch in films, especially when it comes to older black men. Because you know we're taught to hold these feelings down. We're taught to uh, uh, never speak up, never to feel, basically. And it's Paul cries. You know, he he actually cries yeah. in the film, and I, that that's another powerful scene is that you have Paul, who's supposed to be this big, strong Vietnamese veteran, pro-Trump, uh, make America great again type guy, crying and breaking it down.
1: Yeah, no, they they the movie's not afraid to show him. As being also a very vulnerable person, because deep yeah. down, that's probably what a lot of think like anybody would a, a lot of what a lot of these people who support Trump are, which are just deeply wounded people that have nowhere feel like they have nowhere to turn to, but an outlet of hate. I mean, every, everybody... I mean, everybody's different. Everybody's human.
0: Every, yeah, but every, everybody's human in the film. That That's another thing. Yes. Is that The film makes sure that we know that they're all human. We all have our reasons to hate each other, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Like, that, that was the strongest part about that film, is that we all have our reasons to hate each other, and it's because of money and white people.
1: Absolutely. It's always about those goddamn
0: white people. White men. I mean, even even the, the whole... Uh, so, there, so in in the film there's a what was it called lamb love above love above mines and bombs Correct. Right. and basically what they do is that they come in typically from European countries Western countries and they go to these war zones and they dig up mines and so I guess the what what, would you, the, what, what was the woman's name the French woman who was who was in lamb Hetty Hetty right Hetty weird name it's French I guess Uh, Hetty. Uh, why, why was she doing it? She was doing it because her family profited off of brown people, right It is a film about scars and then pre, you know generations suffering from those scars you have, you have hetty going back in to, to to clean the mines that her her ancestors basically uh, sold to the army to to put
1: there right yeah, risking you her, have risking her life for some something that no country should have ever done and for something that isn't even her problem
0: right right and that's you know obviously landmines that's a huge conversation. not even landmines but just ballistics are a huge conversation in in war because you have unexploded ballistics that are left there by imperialist countries like america america even up in in the middle east there are unexploded bombs just sitting there missiles just sitting there for for for, uh for 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 just for detonation just ready to detonate and we just leave those there so that's the whole thing right just look at Uh, me i'm from
1: puerto rico there's still landmines in viecas and other neighboring islands from when the u.s just used us to test military weapons shit just exactly gets left out and and
0: and then you have uh uh, paul's son who's a victim of, of, of paul's abuse as a as a terrible father uh as 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 a as a damaged veteran of the vietnam vietnamese war right uh Obviously, he is a product, a, again, a, a scar or a product of war uh, himself. Uh, and then, obviously, you have the the, the the bloods, remaining bloods who are scarred by their time at war.
1: Are we officially going into spoilers now?
0: Uh, yeah, let's go into spoilers.
1: Uh, or at least things we consider to be spoilers because they're good surprises and good dramatic reveals. Mm-hmm. So starting now at spoilers, there's the whole story with Milo and the realization that the girlfriend he had while he was in the war got pregnant and had a black Vietnamese daughter who then suffered an incredible amount of like uh, you know just being cast aside and horribly racist uh, slurs they threw her way. just an entire life of being ostracized because she was the product of love that spurred out of a Conflict between two countries that never should have been in conflict. Like, there's just so much. Jesus.
0: I mean, if, if you want to call that love, yeah. Let's just, I mean, she was. I mean, I, th- I think it was implied that it was carnal, but.
1: Uh, I mean, was it? Because I'm pretty sure they 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 do reveal when shit goes haywire that she had nothing to do with anything and she was completely clueless about shit going haywire. She genuinely cared and wanted to help, right?
0: Oh no, no. I mean, I mean, how they initially met. Like she she was. Uh... Oh, she was a lady of
1: the night of course <laughs> right. uh so i mean i guess i mean more in terms of like what being with someone that way and what's like represents and the creation oh, I'm, of a I'm sure there's a I'm lot sure of poetry love, in that
0: what What was interesting there's, there's a few interesting things about that entire plot line you know I've, I've been checking stuff out on twitter some people don't like it but i think that you know what was a few interesting things is one it wasn't just racism she was dealing with. she was dealing with nationalism right because she was the 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 daughter of a black american gi right like the the american gi's were the enemies that they were the the and then tossed that on top of the whole black thing
1: on top of the whole whole being a woman thing
0: right right and being a woman so like not only was she dealing with Rampant sexism, but then it was rampant racism, rampant nationalism. So, you know how there's hey,
1: that joke about the worst thing to be like it, it's bad to be black, it is bad to be a woman, but the worst thing to be is a black woman. Mm-hmm. I guess, I guess, black, black Asian woman beats that. Well, no, the worst thing to be is a black trans woman in America. Oh, there, yeah, uh, that's yeah.
0: Also, let's just take it, let's take it aside. Uh, black trans lives
1: matter. Yeah. Uh, let's we don't, we're not saying that enough. Yeah, we uh-huh. need to say that more. Black trans lives absolutely matter. And we should be doing more to help our black and trans and queer communities because and their voices yeah that's half the reason we do this show we want to elevate the voices of our respective minorities and the voices of creatives within those demographics that have important powerful stories to tell stories that inform us of things and and carry like impart with us knowledge of people who've experienced so much you know like, yeah, absolutely, and that's absolutely. Well, why we're talking yeah. Spike Lee here today?
0: Yeah, uh, but but uh, so let me let me go back real yeah, quick. Yeah, because I want to um, keep talking
1: about his daughter.
0: Yeah, there there's another really interesting part, part where the mom is like, the white G.I. is taught us nigger. You know, the white GI's taught us, oh, you know, God, GIs yeah. taught us that word nigger. It, it's such a small piece of dialogue but there's so much to that right we first off we we never we never really the only time we are i guess introduced to white uh soldiers or white military men they're typically bad right they talk about the um uh general cali i believe his name was which was in charge of he you know he he was the face of a massacre and then obviously the president at the time nixon and, and, and their destructive war criminal acts but what was very interesting is that yeah that, that quote itself that the Vietnamese people were taught that that word they were taught right, they were taught to hate black people yeah right they were that that was what the white GI brought with them not only death but racism
1: yeah and that's like which is the important part of these kinds of stories because it's the kind of thing where as soon as I hear it, it it's like of course that makes sense but I literally never thought about it because I haven't had to and that's mm-hmm. what we mean when we talk about privilege, and knowing your privilege, and understanding that some people just know more about this shit than you, and can inform you that, and like, something that seems super obvious when you think about it, but yes, of course, the, like, the Vietnamese had to be taught the the n-word because that's how Americans weaponized that word, like, white Americans weaponized it and used it to put black people and black communities down. Mm-hmm, exactly. Exactly, I, I um, yeah, no, I, like, I just, I, my mind was blown, I was like, I mean, of course, but I've never thought about this, I've never thought about mm-hmm. that this had to happen for the Vietnamese to call black people the N-word because it's an American invention to, oh, this movie. Mm.
0: Uh hanoi hannah can we just talk about hanoi hannah and how
1: she was a part of the film uh yes if you tell me who she is i'm looking here
0: so she was the radio host the, the female radio host who basically <laughs> uh who, who who talked throughout the film yes remember her? yeah i remember her i liked her a lot uh, yeah so okay so she's she's a real person right oh cool uh she was a radio personality you'll see see this in the film who basically worked who who was on the north vietnamese side and she was just sprouting propaganda right basically trying to um, uh, demoralize the american soldier but 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 what, what we see in the film is that she talks to the black soldiers especially throughout the film she's like you know the black to the black gi my soul brother um why are you fighting in a war for these white men, where you make up 11% of the population, however, you are 30% of the soldiers on these lands. Uh, she she tells the the, the GI, the, the, the five bloods, that MLK was assassinated, right? Yeah. And that was a very powerful scene.
1: Oh yeah, that's the, the way they um, handle that and the way we get all these different, very emotional, but very personal reactions from all these different characters, and it turns into this... Beautiful scene about what to do with that rage and that with that anger. My God.
0: And you know what's what's screwed up though is that that is a common practice when foreign countries fight American soldiers, right? Yeah. It's 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 them trying to demoralize the black soldier because the racism is such an American concept, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody knows that black people are mistreated in this world if you're you know in tune with foreign intelligence uh it happened during world war one it happened during world war two the enemy trying to just tell the black soldier why are you fighting why are you fighting for these people who don't fight for you you're not going to get freedom um even now with this this low-key internet cold war between russia china and america uh the chinese and and russian governments uh intelligence agencies they, they they are flooding the internet with with blm propaganda and 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 and, and um like i guess anti-black propaganda disguising it as as white supremacist or or republican rhetoric so black people then don't vote or black will then rise up Or i mean listen china and russia is loving what's happening in america right now oh yeah how we're burning our streets they're loving it and like this,
1: it, this is their dream come true
0: this is their dream come true and like obviously it's not about them I, nobody gives a shit about them in all honesty i don't i really don't not
1: right now i don't have the capacity to care right now about them but there are more important it's, things to care about right now than what other countries think of us. Like,
0: right, 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 and and to some degree, I th- I think you know with what's going on. We definitely need help from other countries, particularly
1: Germany. Right, but I think, uh, but that, I do I do mean more like you know when you go to rehab, the first thing you do is then tell people, hey, I'm doing better. You do the work,
0: mm, and then work mm, on your that, relationships. But that's you know like I was saying, that's an interest. That's a that's a tactic taken by enemies of America. Is is to to separate segregate further segregate the, the 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 specifically the black uh soldier because we are not well not we i'm not a black soldier i'm a black man but you know black soldiers are mistreated they are completely mistreated they've always been mistreated they've been lied to i mean even during this like the, the, before slavery was um abolished uh, at least chattel slavery, because slavery is still a thing. But when chattel slavery was abolished, before before that was the case, uh, soldiers who fought in the Revolutionary War and the Civil War were promised freedom. Uh, they were lied to.
1: It's, it's, it's just, it's all whatever they need to say to get you to fucking fight for something you're never going to get. It's, you know, it's like they just use people. It's the same reason... Puerto Ricans got U.S. citizenship. Oh, we, we can be citizens? Oh, thanks. I guess it's no coincidence this is happening right as soon as you guys decide to enter into World War II, right? Right, right. Well, what they do is that they,
0: the, the American government uses the army and the military, the army, the marines, the, the navy, blah, 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 to, to entice people who are typically poor, who are typically more uneducated, who typically don't really have that you know, high school to college path. They, they typically target them right because they make it seem like that's their only out. i mean listen at the end of the day redlining works for the military you redline these communities these pe- black people can't get out of these communities and so they then go over to the military because they think that's their way out right it's either for a lot of people it's either uh, uh, uh going to jail through criminal acts or the military
1: yeah so either way you are like your body is being used as a shield or as working force
0: it's it's a win-win for them a lose-lose for us because like i said you know if i get sent to prison that's money in somebody's hand if i get sent to war that's also money in somebody's hand and the money that the money is going to a rich white person a rich white man um and so it's 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 the perfect storm and i you know i definitely thought that was that's something absolutely fascinating that we have to talk about when we talk about war films with black people yeah and
1: even 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 this movie decides to address that because they have to it's gold that they have they can't just put in their fucking bags and take back to the u.s you know they have to trust in like another white european who's not gonna who ideally won't fuck them over and you know like you know it's it's a movie shit's gonna go wrong we're not gonna we're in spoilers but i don't want to give everything away
0: Oh no, we're we're in spoilers. The the white guy that they go to that, that that is supposed to quote unquote help them betrays them. Uh, the white guy who's supposed to take the gold, sell the gold, and give them the money. Not only is trying to take like what forty percent or something like that. It's it's a it's a it's a huge percentage. But then he just turns around and betrays them. Turns around and betrays them. Uh, butchers was cheeky. I, I like that. That that was that was pretty funny. Um... But 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 I mean and and then I mean they eventually do sell the gold but be, but through through the means of a Vietnamese man which I thought was absolutely phenomenal it was like all right we can't trust y'all we got to do it ourselves with
1: yeah, people that and the beauty of it ends up being that the, although all these people came into it to get this gold that they were going to use for themselves and then kept having to split it up even more with people because more people can find you out about it and then, you know, people die and you gotta, and then people get more shares and, div- like, you know, lines get divided, factions are formed, at the end of the day everybody learns that there's something bigger to fight for that's not fighting amongst each other and mm-hmm. everybody, like, uses that money to help either their own community or another community in desperate need of help and... Mm-hmm. man this movie is just it's a lot of good and the and then the letter from Paul to David is just mm-hmm. just such a nice little bow to wrap up his whole arc and everything between the father son thing with David and Paul it's alright can we talk about the crazy shit though
0: when when Eddie steps in the mine
1: and then like that's And
0: things just go downhill i
1: was waiting there was so many teases about that fucking mine yeah i like i just kept waiting like i'm just like all right this is schrodinger's mine somebody has to set it off
0: oh no it was it was i was afraid i was genuinely afraid when um i i i was i when they were digging up oh my god this is it this is it this is it oh no it's it's such a long scene dude it's like they tease it for so long. Every time Melvin's little little metal detector goes over a thing, I'm like, that's him. He's gone. Oh, they all blow <laughs> yes. up. That's it. And then and then obviously, uh, we we knew it was coming when Eddie was backing up with the one gold bar. Oh man, yeah. Uh, I a- it was still very striking. It was still very terrifying, which was the point, you know. I, I I think that we obviously as Americans we glorify violence, but this movie made violence disgusting
1: and scary and just like
0: uncomfortable every time it
1: happens it's either very sudden or very deadly or very disgusting
0: yeah we we have as americans we like i said we glorify violence but we also glorify war right i mean world war ii films are like so common and and they're you know we usually have these strong heroic men walking down the beaches of normandy shooting the nazis and saving the world and falling in love and all that stuff but that's not what war is and i think what was very powerful was that throughout the entire film spike cut back to actual footage and and images of of real bodies from that war and he on a couple of them he held on to to the shots and i think that was very powerful because again we have an ability to one remove ourselves from fiction and just go on with our lives but this, this we, th- like this is this is a, this is something that has happened. This these are real people, yeah. right? We can't hide from the fact that this is real people. This is what our government is basically
1: hiding from us every single day. Such an effective use of stock footage, We're scaring them. Mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it's this is, this movie is just a constant reminder that yeah, these wars are real. They're not games, and they have a real human cost that mm-hmm. we as a society should be working to actively avoid.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it's so easy for you. I mean, for one, no, no foreign modern war has ever been fought on American soil, right? Never, never has that ever happened. So Americans, because we're on our little, we're on a little island, we're, we're, we you know, we we we're sandwiched between the Pacific and the Atlantic Ocean. War isn't something that we have to ever deal with. You know, there's the Civil War, but there are very few images from that time, and the images that we do have are highly doctored and romanticized. So we have the privilege of ignoring foreign war. Now, obviously, we have war on our own soil. I mean, it's going on right now with the police, and they, what they're doing is god-awful. We, we, we've seen that. We've been seeing that. We can't escape from that either. But we do have to also recognize how disgusting just America is in general. You know, they, they have an army to kill brown people overseas. They have an uh, army to kill brown people here. So, like, yeah, I just I just find that... It, Absolutely incredible, absolutely, absolutely incredible um, element of the film, but yeah, just going back real quick after Eddie
1: blows and up. Real quick, uh, going uh, off shit. of that, isn't isn't it then kind of fucked up that even though we've never had war on our soil, we still make movies that are basically war fantasies about war coming here and us getting a chance to be badasses or whatever?
0: Which is interesting like because- why is Red Dawn? Uh,
1: I, 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 like, I kind of get it, but why would you want the war here? I don't- it's...
0: No. Yeah, exactly. Stop what, glorifying what, what, war. interesting. Is, is that uh is that paul actually uh brings that up he brings up like the heroism of of, of world war Two and how like the french were uh punks how they you know they gave up under under hitler and if it wasn't for the american soldier y'all would be in sauerkraut and, and bratwurst or whatever yeah which plays to the, into that whole narrative of us still being removed from war like th- we still see us in world war Two as the heroes but in fact we committed god awful crimes during war to. I mean, we nuked Japan twice when they didn't need to be nuked. They were gonna give up regardless. Uh, it was Harry S. Truman who was basically the precursor to Donald Trump. Harry S. Truman is a guy go- was probably the second worst president. Um, the first you could flip around say whomever uh, Trump could be the first, maybe he's the third. I don't know, but Harry S. Truman is for sure the second worst
1: They're president. Definitely top five.
0: God awful atrocities. Definitely top five. Um, you know, tr- Truman. Truman. The, the, the Japanese when they surrendered to the Russians that, that was always the case uh, but then Truman was just like I'm gonna nuke them anyway to save a couple thousand soldiers and then if you look at it revisionist history um, every decade they they just claim that dropping the nuke saved more and more soldiers when in fact they only saved about what 5,000 soldiers now if you look it up they're like we saved 2 million soldiers it's not true yeah, that's, that's not true
1: that sounds like too much yeah, so to even have it in Japan.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, honestly, but but you know, I, I think that's also a very interesting take on it. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm 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 like going
1: down a rabbit hole real quick. What would you think? I mean,
0: yeah, let's talk a little bit about the
1: crazy. Shit. Oh, it, it just it's it's good old Spike. I mean, I haven't watched a lot of Spike lee's stuff. uh I want to do more after this and Black Klansman because those are the only two I've watched, I think. But yeah, I think the craziness does like a really good job of accentuating accentuating exactly that, the idea that none of this is desirable and the more shit gets violent and the more shit goes down, it it, it literally only gets worse for everybody because Uh they start either losing themselves in the conflict or each other as friends or just dying because they're not being careful and they're so tunnel-visioned by this idea of getting this gold that's going to fix everything because Uh America's a super capitalist society and wow there's a lot of really great metaphors in this movie and a lot of great usage of characters and props as conduits for theme mm-hmm. and then you know obviously oh, we're uh craziness yeah. the craziest thing is the paul speech through the forest
0: oh yeah that was amazing that was beautiful like i kind of want to just
1: watch that now yeah. That entire scene, you know what? that entire what was like 15, 20 yeah, was, minutes. I'm about to say, I you, I'm I'm going back to the question you asked me all the way back. Um, mm-hmm. that is why it's not a masterpiece because this scene should be longer. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it, I I was like about to it's... give it five and then I'm like wait that scene of Paul just talking at the camera while he walks through the woods was mm-hmm. not long enough. It needed like at least fifteen more minutes. Let's that's, that's minus half a star. But other mm-hmm. F- mm-hmm. because no it's wow it's a tour de force just. Wow,
0: And then, you know, by, by the end, most of the Bloods die. Uh, the only person who survives out of the Bloods is Otis. Uh, and I thought that was necessary, right? Yeah. Like, you start liking a lot of these characters. But I think that, you know, one thing you need to realize is as soon as these men joined the war, as soon as these men were drafted, they, they were over. Like, they,
1: like, their lives were basically forfeited. Yeah um the only one who had any they were damned. Life to go back to was otis because he now had a daughter whose life he had to be in
0: right 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 like they they, they were damned from the beginning and they i mean i think everybody had a life to go back to you know uh, but i
1: guess you know what i mean in I terms of it was eddie like yeah yeah his was the only scar he could actively tend to
0: yeah true 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 so like they they were all damned
1: from the beginning and i think that was such a
0: a, a beautiful uh what curtain fall for each character, um, and just for who they were at the end of the day, like, you know, for the most part. Actually, let me not even say that because some of these characters died um,
1: just out of nowhere. Actually, I was going to uh, say, I, I've been, I'm thinking about it, they all kind of died according to either their own character, big character flaw or heroic trait. Because we got Eddie who dies mm, carelessly walking backwards, and he carelessly he spent di- away his riches
0: but he died uh with a speech you know he, he was he was he was dying delivering what he where, where he believed the money should have gone to right totally but um, i guess i mean
1: more in terms of like what led to their deaths was him well-intentioned but carelessly walking backwards and giving a speech the same right, way he which carelessly which we... pissed away his money exactly, exactly. paul dying because of pride and not wanting to give up the gold and then just get shot mm-hmm. riddled with holes because he's the badass Mm -hmm. um melvin is like the sort of more more like i don't want to say the more noble of them, but he's like the more good-hearted and more you know who dies diving on the grenade yeah yeah. just something interesting to think about
0: and then paul's son um shooting the frenchman uh i low-key thought he was gonna miss oh yeah on a lot. I'm not gonna lie. When he, when he when he when he shot at him, I'm like, he's gonna miss. I know I know he's gonna shoot. I know he's gonna fire because he's hitting. He has the gun. He's gonna he's gonna fire it. I thought he was gonna miss.
1: He didn't. Um, yeah, and he was the hero. And well, we're oh wait, we're forgetting. It's not that the bloods die because the bloods don't die. I was hoping I was hoping <laughs> you'd complete that for me. They multiply. Oh yeah the yeah, yeah not yeah, die, yeah. they multiply. That was. Multiply. Great.
0: That was- that was that was a nice little a nice little a little a little, little hit right there. Um, it's 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 a. So w- wait, what what do you what, what did you think about that one Vietnamese dude who, uh, what was his name? He was that one Vietnamese dude who kind of went crazy. He he's the one who tried to stab Paul. I just brought it up because it, it's like it again. It, it plays to that human element where everyone's human, right? Like you want to hate the guy. The guy is kind of a douchebag. He like we want to hollywood has 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 given us the they they've brainwashed us to see him as a villain right to see him as like just a crazy criminal he's a bad guy he just wants money he wants gold he's insane there's 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 so much there's so many elements to that character right for one he's not he is he is being led by the french dude right by the white dude the european the colonizer because as you know uh, uh vietnam vietnam was a, a french colony um he was being led by the by the colonizer and on the, on the other end it was like he had a genuine hatred for this maga hat wearing douchebag which is it, it like you can't get mad at that like you have to understand that this guy is suffering in the society in which his people paul's people created for him and
1: then there's right? also the fact that he has genuine reason to believe that that gold is theirs because it was intended as a gift for the Viet Cong for their help right for their people so it it so
0: it yeah it, it he was, has an actual claim for it right right I mean but who does like that's or another yeah. question is who has the claim to the gold like yeah it was reparations but it was also reparations it was reparations for black people but it was also reparations for the vietnamese who both suffered equally under this imperialistic force yeah.
1: which i think Like, if we're wrapping up, that's probably the biggest takeaway of the movie, which is about how so much of the conflict that we suffer through or exist in is a product of, you know, people in power pitting us against each other because we we represent a threat to that power. And we generally say Uh white people because white people are generally the people who are in power most of the time, who benefit from these conditions and these mindsets and these and upholding these racist stereotypes and narratives.
0: Mm, Listen, at the end of the day, uh, the the Bloods, I guess, won because they joined together with all these other people. They they had a white woman, they had a white guy, they had a Vietnamese dude. Like, and that's what we have to realize is, at the end of the day, we can't fight this battle independently. We need to be intersectional, right? And that's a, a big issue with the fights in America, is that we can't just do Black Lives Matter. Mm. Only yes, racism is a cancer that needs to be addressed now. But we also have to include women, trans, uh, gay, lesbian, uh, Asian, Latino, non-binary, literally uh, women, like just, everybody who's oppressed needs to get. We need to get together and march up on the White House. You so know, all
1: of us are suffering under this white supremacist bullshit and this racist as hell country and this just like which is. Just again, I don't know if again reiterating anything from this specific episode of anything prior, like part of fighting racism and being anti racist is combating the racist tendencies tendencies inside of you. It's not bad to be racist, it's bad to know you're racist and continue actively doing so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because racism
0: is taught and some people don't know it's wrong until they Google it. Um which is a shame in itself. But again, like we have to fight this fight together. It's not a fight that we can all just we, we can't tackle it one at a time. You know. Yeah, there's no middle ground anymore. Independently. Yeah, yeah. This it's us versus versus them. As we saw in the movie, again, with the uh, the younger generation being a, a, a collaboration of races and nationalities fighting the white dude to uh to get their
1: get their money. Well, let's not forget initially start off thinking that they have to fight amongst each other because the white man is playing all the time. Right, right, right. Also,
0: did 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 Paul Sutton give Lamb
1: his money? Uh no, he gives his money to Black Lives Matter.
0: No no no, no, no. That, that was that was uh Ed, I believe that was Eddie. Eddie gave his
1: money no, to Black Lives Matter. Oh Eddie dies on the mine. Otis Eddie I, I can't oh. remember what Otis does with his money, but I know he Oh, Otis gives his money to, I think, the corporation that the Vietnamese guy asked him to. or No, because he lived in...
0: No, 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 no. I think Otis just gave his money up to everyone else. Yeah, um, Otis. Right? Yeah, he split his money. He split his money between... I think Otis split his money between the Vietnamese guy and the... I'm probably helping his... Cause he... La- and Lam.
1: Lam got a mill and the Vietnamese guy got a mill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eddie's... Oh, right. It says Vin helps the surviving bloods cash out the gold. Melvin's widow is given his share. Eddie's share is given to a Black Lives Matter organization. Hetty and Simon donate their shares to Lamb and Seppo's name, and Norman's remains are brought home. Otis visits Tien and starts to relate. So it's not clear what Otis does with his share of the money, but I think we can assume he uses it to help raise Tien. Help I, raise I was
0: talking about Paul's son. Paul's son. Oh. I thought he, Paul's son gave his share
1: to Oh, right. David, it just says it does. I don't, I don't think the movie shows what he does. He just reads the letter from Paul, where the dad's like, "Look, son, I'll always love you. Sorry about everything." Now you and a dad's approval is worth a
0: million dollars. No, it's not. It's not worth. It's not worth a million dollars. A Million dollars is worth so much more. I would rather have a million dollars than my father's approval. I'll but be It's honest. worth <laughs> a damn good movie, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but yeah, no, I I love the film. Uh, definitely give it a watch. Definitely enjoy it because it's very enjoyable. Yeah, I don't I don't know that we have to tell
1: you to watch a Spike Lee movie, but someone had to tell me eventually, so I guess I'll tell you guys. Watch the 5 Bloods. If it's your first Spike Lee movie, amazing. If it's not, amazing. Just support black artists and queer artists and other people whose voices need to be heard right now.
0: Okay. Do you have any closing statements?
1: any closing remarks any closing segments i guess that was about as closing a statement as it gets for this team. to be honest um yeah just that keep up the fight don't let the lack of footage of protests convince you that there aren't protests going on they're just not getting violent anymore because i guess the cops learned not to be douchebags on camera and the media is not going to broadcast that because it's not as interesting uh the fight's still going we're affecting actual real change conversations are being had that nobody thought anybody was interested in having, even remotely, and now they seem like actual possibilities. Donate, uh, sign petitions, uh, talk to your kind of racist friends, talk to your racist grandma, talk to your uh, friend who only casually, occasionally makes semi-racist jokes that if you just had a talk with him, I'm sure he'd understand. Just do what you can and watch The Five Bloods because I think you'll learn a lot.
0: Yeah, and listen, Black Trans Lives Matter... Uh, black lives matter black voices matter uh, and yeah definitely don't give up the fight um, stop supporting Starbucks because they're racist as hell yep. uh, and extremely tone deaf oh, oh
1: so ugh <sighs>
0: But yeah, I guess that's uh, that's another episode of Pop from the Block. I'm your host, Evan McDonald. You can follow me on Instagram at evaneven or uh, Twitter at evanfromyspace. You can also find a couple articles I was featured in uh, by WGBH. Uh, just Google that. And I have another podcast coming out called The Black Hole Podcast. So follow me on social media to stay hip to that. I also have a comedy show, uh, a digital comedy show called The Introvert Room. definitely look into that as well
1: yeah and if you want to keep up with me i'm at jose garcia underscore n7 on twitter and instagram i don't have as much going on as evan but i was just thinking this morning that i need to get shit done so if there's anything to announce those will be the channels through which you'll hear about them and uh, when there's stuff to talk about there'll be stuff to talk about and because i didn't say it enough black lives matter y'all
0: yeah also just you know. DM me so we can play some Animal Crossing. Cause dude, I'm a peasant right now. I got, I got nothing in my, my time to Oh, trash. dude, don't worry.
1: I talk trash about the one percent, but that's because in Animal Crossing, I am secretly the one percent. I've cornered the stock market and will help you escape the capitalist wasteland of Tom Nook.
0: Yeah, no, we gotta play together. I, 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 missed, I missed the turnips uh, on Sunday, so I'm, I'm kind of bummed about that. I mean, but, look, you gotta wake up before uh, noon. I get it. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly. But anyway, anyway, that's, uh, that's another episode of Pop. From black. Good
1: to see y'all again. Stay tuned. All right, peace, 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 peace. Out. peace. Black Lives Matter. Absolutely.